Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Uh, This week I'm going to be talking about what you can actually do when anxiety is ruining your life. Now that sounds very dramatic, but actually anxiety really can feel like it's ruining your life completely. Uh, My own experience of anxiety was basically that it did in fact ruin my life in my 20s because my anxiety led me to fail my combined master's degree um, and that meant that I couldn't actually enter the profession that I was hoping to go into. So anxiety really can make you feel completely desperate. Um, So what I want to do this week is give you some hope that even if you're struggling with anxiety, even if it feels like anxiety is ruining your life, that there is ways to get back on track. And later on in the podcast, I'm also going to go through some tips that I have and things that you can do, which will help you control your anxiety. So we'll start off by talking about just briefly, what is anxiety? So the simple description of anxiety is that it's a fear of a future event. Now, we have these fears for a number of reasons. They can be because of previous experiences. If something's gone wrong in the past, then it's inevitable that we're going to be anxious about doing it again. It might be a new experience that you can't control. Um, That can often make people feel very anxious because they're worried about it going wrong or they're worried about looking stupid. Or sometimes it can just be an experience that is normally fine, but somehow over time you've become more and more scared of it going wrong. Uh, That's quite common as well. So anxiety is a mental condition, obviously. It's considered a mental health condition. Um, But it is also a physical issue as well. We get a lot of physical symptoms of anxiety. So the mental aspect of anxiety is the, the fear of something. And this comes about because of negative thoughts. So the thoughts we have about the situation that is coming up. The physical side of anxiety is more the symptoms of anxiety. So these can range from a slight heart rate increase to, um, it's called butterflies in the stomach, if you've heard that saying. Otherwise, just stomach upset is the normal way of talking about it. And this can be as severe as panic attacks um, and fainting as well. That's often something that can happen with anxiety. If you want to know more about the symptoms of anxiety, then have a look back at some of my previous episodes. My last episode talks about the symptoms of anxiety. And also I did an episode on the role of adrenaline in anxiety. And that talks about a lot of the physical issues that we can have. So make sure you go back and have a listen to those if you would like to know what the symptoms of anxiety are. So why do we get anxiety? There is a reason why we get it. Basically, our brains have evolved to react really fast in situations that might be dangerous to us. So we have a part of our brain called the amygdala, and this sets off our body's danger response, and it can happen in a split second. This danger response is commonly called the fight or flight response. Um, There's also freeze in there, but we tend not to go for that. And what the amygdala does is also stimulate the part of our brain called the hippocampus. And this helps our brain to learn and to form memories. So if you've had a bad experience in the past, then that will be stored there and it will be ready to remind you of that bad memory to make sure that you don't end up in that situation again. Now, there is a checking system on this fight or flight response. So at some point, 
the cortex of our brain, which is responsible for a lot more logical thinking, will get involved and will start to assess the situation and see if there's any danger. If your brain then decides that there's no danger, it will start to calm down a lot of this response, but that can take quite a long time. So basically what happens is when we start thinking about a situation that we're scared of, we're giving a signal to our brain to release this fight or flight response to prepare us for whatever is going to happen. Because your brain doesn't know the difference between being chased by a lion and having to do a talk in front of a whole group of people. It doesn't know the difference. So it has the same reaction. Now, obviously, this is a very simplified version of the neuroscience. Those of you who listened to any of my previous episodes uh, will know that I'm a bit of a geek with this stuff and I absolutely love learning about it. But basically what happens is when we worry about something, we send a signal to our body to be ready for danger. And this causes all of the horrible feelings that you get because we have something called adrenaline that gets released into our bloodstream to cause a lot of these things to happen. And this causes the feelings that we have. So the feelings of dread, raised heart rate, sweating, feeling faint, and all of the other symptoms of anxiety. So that's why, why we get anxiety. Now, anxiety can have quite a huge impact on how we behave. So this really old self-preservation process usually leads us to do things which aren't very helpful in our modern life. So what most people do is they try and avoid the anxiety as much as they can. There are other actions that people take, but avoiding things is the main one. So we avoid all sorts of things. We avoid the dentist. uh, We avoid flying if we're scared of flying. We avoid talking in public. uh, We avoid crowded places. We avoid social situations. I mean, we literally avoid anything that will cause us anxiety. Sometimes people will drink instead, comfort eat, Uh, take substances, those are other actions that can sometimes come around. The problem that we have is that this cycle of thinking something is bad is going to happen, feeling anxious and then avoiding the situation or having the situation go wrong, puts us in this negative spiral, which essentially sensitises us to the symptoms of anxiety. And basically what happens is over time, people generally make their anxiety worse. This is how it can start to feel like anxiety is ruining our lives because it can start with something quite small and it can just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until we get to a point where even the simplest things can set off the anxiety and make it feel like we can't cope. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through a few different ways that you can actually help your anxiety. The first thing to do when you're struggling with anxiety is to breathe deeply. Now this counteracts some of the shallow breathing that your fight or flight response is trying to get your body to do. And it also teaches your body and it kind of tricks your mind a little bit into calming down. So a really good exercise that I have for clients to help them do this is to imagine that there is a balloon in your stomach. So as you breathe in, you imagine the balloon getting bigger. As you breathe out, you imagine the balloon getting smaller. And all you need to do is do this exercise just for a few minutes to calm the breathing down. And if you're struggling to take deep breaths, 
then you can challenge yourself to see how big you can get the balloon to go. But always do it within a level that's comfortable for you. That's a really useful little exercise. You can do it for just a couple of minutes. You can do it anywhere at your desk at work. You can even do it when you're speaking in public. You can do it in front of people because taking a few seconds just to calm your breathing and imagine that balloon won't make any difference really. Nobody will notice that you're doing it. So the second thing you can do to help your anxiety is to get some perspective on the situation. When we have anxiety, we get really wrapped up in what we think about the situation. And sometimes our anxiety comes from worries that don't need to be there. So when we're needlessly worrying about things, we're causing ourselves anxiety over something that maybe isn't really that bad. So one of the things that can help you is to consider how much this situation will impact you further on in your life. Will it still impact you in five minutes? Maybe. Five months? Probably not five years you probably won't remember it and that's a good way to get some perspective if you if it's something that will still be bothering you in five years time then it's an important thing to worry about if it's something that you're probably not going to notice in five months then it probably isn't worth the amount of stress that you're giving it another thing you can do to help your anxiety is to talk about it with somebody So research suggests that just by talking about your feelings, by naming them, by having to put them into words, it helps you to calm down. So the easiest thing to do is to share your feelings with other people. If that's not an option, then share your feelings with your pet. If that's not an option, then simply speak out loud. How am I feeling at this moment in time? What has made me feel this way? Talk to yourself in a kind and calm way, exploring how you're feeling. So another thing to help you with anxiety is don't ignore your anxiety. Don't try and push it aside. Anxiety is kind of like a red flag. So it's telling you that you need to do something about the situation. Try not to ignore this sign. Contact a professional who can help you through it. Another way that you can help your anxiety is actually to rule out some other causes. Now, we have to be aware, and as therapists, we have to be quite careful that there are sometimes medical issues that can mask themselves as anxiety or can have some of the same symptoms. So make sure you have a chat with your GP about your symptoms and just double check that anxiety really is the cause of them and that there's nothing else going on. It's so much easier to work with clients who are having quite severe symptoms if they know that there's nothing else going on. Okay, something else you can do to help your anxiety is to keep an anxiety diary. This might sound a bit odd, but um, it's actually really helpful to understand what sets off your anxiety. Now, as therapists, we call these triggers or antecedents. But it's useful to know what actually happens when you're having an issue with anxiety. So you can make a note in a diary or you can start a journal. I know journaling is really popular at the moment, which is a fantastic thing. And write down what was happening at the time. If you can work out what caused it, then great. And look for any patterns. It can be really helpful to understand our anxiety if we know what sets it off. And we all have different triggers. We all have different things that make us feel insecure, worry about things. But make sure you start to understand where yours are. It's so much easier to tackle anxiety when you have a clear understanding of what's going on. 
Also, become more aware of negative thoughts. Now, the whole basis of cognitive behavioural therapy is that it's the thoughts about the situation that cause anxiety. So try and become more aware of what you're saying to yourself in your mind. There's actually a really great exercise on my website, which you can download completely for free, which looks at different types of negative thoughts and gives you an opportunity to go through them and see which ones you tend to do. And it's these negative thoughts, we call them cognitive distortions, that tend to lead to a lot of the issues that people face, particularly when they have anxiety. So just head to my website. I think it's on my um, homepage. In fact, it is on my homepage, not I think it is. That's very vague. Um, You just need to pop in a couple of your details, so your email address. You'll get your download available to you, and there'll also be a video that gets sent to you to explain what cognitive distortions are, why they're important for anxiety, and how to do the exercise. So another tip for helping you with your anxiety is to use problem solving to help your anxiety. Again, as I've mentioned before, when we have anxiety, we get so like caught up in what it feels like, what we're thinking, the whole drama of it all happening. And we don't take that perspective, that step back. So a good way to do this is to consider what you would say to a friend if they were struggling with the same issue. This is a really good way of thinking about things because it puts you in problem solving mode instead of panic trying to cope mode. Now, the key thing is here, when you think about how you would talk to them, how you would advise them, the things that you would say to them, that if you do come up with any suggestions, that you make sure you carry them out. As many therapists will tell you, if they're very honest, it's very easy to give advice, but it's much more difficult to actually action the advice you're given. So make sure your fantastic advice to your hypothetical friend is something that you will actually have a go at doing. Another important thing to think about when you're tackling anxiety is to take a break. Now, very often I find in clinic particularly, anxiety and stress really go hand in hand. So try and take some time out where you don't have to think about all the things you have to do. Now, you can do this in whatever way suits you. You can go as far as booking a spa break, or you can just take yourself off to the local library and read quietly for half an hour. It doesn't matter what it is, just find something that works for you. Some of my clients like to go in the bath. Um, Again, just whatever works for you, really. I know people that have young children maybe don't choose things like that because they're often interrupted. So really have a think about what fits in with your lifestyle, what fits in with you personally and what you would enjoy doing. And make sure you take some time away from all of the things that cause all of the stress, anxiety, pressure, all of the problems that you end up having to deal with on a daily basis. So the final thing that you can do to help you with anxiety is obviously get some help. Now, obviously, I work with hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioural therapy and mindfulness, um, which I love. I think it's a fantastic approach. There's loads of evidence for it. Obviously, that's going to be where I go. But the best thing for you to do, to be honest, is to have a look into different therapy options and really just try something that seems right for you. You can check out my online anxiety to confidence hypnotherapy course, um, which is also on my website. So whilst you're downloading your free worksheets, you can also have a little look at the courses available there. So what makes anxiety worse? 
We've talked about how to make it better, but these are things that you really need to consider avoiding doing. So things like comfort eating, drinking, or any kind of substance abuse. It might make us feel better for a little while, but generally speaking, it causes more upset and anxiety further down the line. So it would be interesting to have a think about which of your bad habits are made worse by anxiety and consider if these things may actually be contributing towards your anxiety as well. Um, Alcohol is very well known for making anxiety worse. There's a lot of um, information out there that you can find. Um, So have a think about whether or not these things may be having an impact on it. Another thing to definitely not do or another thing that will definitely make your anxiety worse, is to dwell on the past. So try and leave situations that have happened in the past. This can be easier said than done. I do completely understand that. But what you can do is if you start to notice that your brain is going down that pathway of thinking over a situation or thinking over something that's happened in the past, try and distract your mind. Now, obviously, with hypnosis and stuff, we can teach you how to do that from a practical level um, but you can just distract your mind that's good enough and then of course negative self-talk so I've mentioned this a couple of times um, and of course you can find out how you're talking to yourself through my website and my download Um, but really make sure that your self-talk is positive because negative self-talk is a very good way of making sure that your anxiety gets worse So if you do want to find out how you might be making your anxiety worse through negative self-talk, head over to my website and make sure you download that free worksheet because it will give you a really clear idea about what types of negative thoughts you're doing. And once you start noticing them, you can start doing something about them. That's the key point of being able to do all of that. So there we go. We've covered loads today. We've covered why we get anxiety, a little bit of the neuroscience as to why it feels the way it does. A few things that you can do at home to make your anxiety a little bit better and things to think about not doing that make it worse. So I hope if you feel like anxiety is ruining your life at the moment, that gives you some idea about what to do, where to go, what to try and make sure you try doing something because I do understand how bad anxiety can feel. So make sure you give yourself permission to actually do something about your anxiety And make sure you try and do something. That's the key point here. There has to be some sort of action that gets taken. Because unfortunately anxiety, when left to its own devices, does get worse. So if you need to get in touch, if you have any questions, then please do get in touch again through my website. So the website is www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, so anxietytoconfidence.com. If you have any questions, if you want to talk about anxiety, your anxiety in particular, or if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like me to cover on future podcasts, or if you'd like to be featured on my podcast, if you have an interesting story of your own experience of anxiety and how it ruined your life, but you've managed to overcome it, then please do get in touch. Otherwise, I will speak to you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.